Being a woman is tough. Women of Excellence with Janae Hill encourages, equips, and empowers women with real solutions to real issues. From business to family, to health and relationships, work-life balance. If women face it, we address it with heart, humor, and a hands-on approach. Women of Excellence, where laughter meets tough love as we do life together. Raise your hand if people can count on you. It might be your kids and they've forgotten their lunch or their homework and they can count on you to bring it. Or maybe it's the community and they have a task that they need done and they're going to call you up to see if you can help. Or it might be your church, an organization that you volunteer for. But if people can count on you, I want you to raise your hand wherever you are. Okay, I'm guessing that many of us are raising our hands, myself included. But today, we are going to talk about why it's important that we don't raise our hands and rather we learn to say no. Hi, I'm Janae, and I am a wife, a mom, a Jesus lover. I should have said Jesus lover first because I believe that is at the heart of who I am. But I'm also a motivational speaker and entrepreneur. And what we're talking about today is going to be a little bit of a mind shift. Years ago, there was a producer. She's a very well-known producer named Shonda Rhimes. And she wrote the book, The Year of Yes. And since then, she has joined forces with Peloton, the exercise bike company, and they have done this whole yes campaign. And basically, the gist of it was, start saying yes. Well, I'm going to encourage us to start saying no. And the reason why is, our no's define us. If you've been listening for several sessions, then you know that this season on Women of Excellence, we're walking through my book, Diary of an Un- Unbroken Heart, Simple Keys to Complex Change. But while they may be simple, these are not easy keys. And I will say that this week's key is no exception. And that is saying no. Now, I want to talk to specifically the women. And if there are men listening, if this fits you, you can listen too. But if you are one of those women who love helping others, you like being of service, whether it's to your family, your friends, your community, that just really jazzes your heart. Well, that is me. However, when we say yes to helping others, oftentimes we are saying no to helping ourselves. Let me give you a real world example that I am in the midst of. You know me, I like to be really transparent. We are in a new town, Nocona, Texas. And I recently was asked to do something to help the community. And I 
automatically just raised my hand and I said, sure, I'll help. Well, before I knew it, I had gotten myself in a situation to handle a pretty big event with lots of moving parts. It's important to the community on many different levels. And so this is not just something that I can spend an hour or two between now and the event and be done. No, this is going to take many, many, many hours a week to accomplish this in a way that's going to bring the project honor and excellence and all those things. That is the reason they chose me is that they felt like I would bring those things to the table. And I want to. However, in saying yes to this community event, I now have shrunk the hours that I have available for my family, for my friends. I have my own ministry and nonprofit. And so this cycle of saying yes is suddenly spinning a little out of control. How many of you have been there? You've said yes to something that in your heart, in your gut, you knew it wasn't really right for you, but you didn't choose to say no. Now, I'm using that word choice. This was one of the early keys that we learned in this study. We have the power to choose what we say yes and what we say no to. But oftentimes, we give that power up. We say, well, I can't do that, or sure, I can do that, without really thinking it through. And my question for you is, what are you going to choose to say yes to and choose to say no to? Now, let me go back to that example I just gave you. When they asked me to be involved in this community event, I didn't do step one, which was get all of the information. How many times have you said yes without getting all of the information? Years ago, I had a colleague ask me if I could keep her two boys. At the time, they were really small boys like I'm talking under the age of five. And I said, sure, I can keep them. Well, next thing you knew, um, and I asked her, you know, what's the date? She's like, oh, July 18th. I'm making this date up. But, and I was like, sure, I can do it. Well, I didn't ask a very crucial question. How long do you need for me to keep your children? See, she needed me to keep them for two nights and three days, but I didn't have all of the information. So before you say yes or no, get all of the information. With this community involvement, I should have said, what does the project entail? Can you write out what you're expecting from me? What does success look like? How many hours a week do you think this will take leading up to the event? How many hours the week of the event do you expect me to be there? So step one, get 
all of that information up front. And that's going to lead me to step two. When we say yes to something, we have limited hours in the day. So that means we're going to have to choose to say no to something else. So what will this yes help you accomplish? Go back to those things that you are choosing to change in your life. Will this particular yes help you get there? Now, let me go back to my community event example. Saying yes to this was going to take time away from my family, my ministry, my friends. But I thought, well, I should do this. And by the way, when you should on yourself, S-H-O-U-L-D, I should do this. It's what it sounds like. So don't shit on yourself. But I did. I shit on myself. I said, I should do this. It's going to be a great way to better get to know my community that I already love. I'm going to meet new people. Well, gang, all of those things are true through this event. I'm going to get to know my town better and get to meet new people. But at what expense? And do I really need to get to know my town better? It's a small town, only like 3,500 people. There's not a whole lot I need to get to know. Um, And I have, I'm blessed with a really core, good group of people. Not that I don't need more friends, but through my women's ministry. So I didn't really need that. But I didn't take time to stop and evaluate. Get all of the information uh, in regards to those expectations. And then two, look at by saying yes to this, what am I going to choose to say no to? If I had really thought long and hard about this opportunity, I would have said no. But you see, oftentimes we get stuck in our head. For me, The way I get stuck in my head is FOMO, fear of missing out. Well, what if I don't take this role? They're not going to like me. I might not meet as many people. I might not be as cool in the community. All of these silly fear of missing out thoughts. Whereas if I had just taken a step back and thought about my core values, if you've never taken an opportunity to really dig deep into your core values, then I would encourage you to go back to season one of my Women of Excellence podcast, where I talk about how to pivot on purpose. And in that session, we define our core values. But those core values are our guiding principles. And for me, some of my top Core values are keeping God first, serving my family and friends and other people, and then three, making a difference. Well, you could say that this community event is serving others, but it's really not. It is serving the community, but it's not really that hand-to-hand serving that I like to do. And what I have found is that when I say yes, to things that are outside of my core values, 
those things that I'm really trying to be about, then I find myself resenting whatever commitment I've made. But guess whose fault it is for making that commitment? Mine. So I chose to say yes to this community event. So I'm going to choose to spend less time with my family and friends. I'm going to choose to have less time for ministry because I said yes to serving my community. And please know, I love my community. This has nothing to do with them. This is all me. And I'm hoping that as I'm talking, you're thinking about some things that you have said yes to that maybe you need to renegotiate. And we're going to talk about how to do that in a minute. So get all of the information and then look at by saying yes to this, what am I going to have to choose to say no to? The third thing that I would say, and I just alluded to this, but how does this align with your core values? A couple of weeks ago, I talked about how when flowers are going to grow or trees are going to grow, we have to prune those trees, prune some branches, prune some little buds off of some of our rose bushes so that they can have maximum growth. The same is true with us. What are we going to choose to trim off, also known as say no to, so that other things can flourish? I have a dear friend who loves, loves, loves people, probably more than I do. And she is always helping others. And last week she said, this week, I'm choosing to say no to everything except my house because I need to get my house in order. And with that, she said, I hope that doesn't sound selfish. Absolutely not. I applauded her, gave her thumbs up. Because you see, when we are too busy driving the car, going from activity to activity that we don't have time to put gas in it, just like a car, we will run out of gas. If we are so busy serving others, helping others, that we don't take time to say, no, not right now, then we will not be our best selves. And from a spiritual standpoint, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's John 10.10. 10. But I have come, that's the Lord speaking, I have come to give life and life abundantly. That's the second part of that voice, verse. And so the enemy would love to distract us from our purpose. He would love to get in the way of you making those changes that you committed to changing. And how does he do that? Through these small things through these small things. So look at the whole picture. How is this yes going to force you to say no to some other things? How does this yes align with your core values and where you want to go? And the fourth thing I would suggest, reach out to an upper 
That was in one of our previous sessions, but an upper is a person who spurs you on, who wants the best for you, who is going to challenge you by speaking truth in love. And so reach out to one of your uppers and ask them, here is what I'm debating. Here's everything else that I have on my plate. What do you think? I recently did this with something else that I was debating. And I reached out to one of my uppers and I'm telling her what I have on my plate. And she started reminding me of other things already on my plate. I drive carpool. I am committed to my workouts. I am a wife and mom. And we have like one date night every six months. That's awful. And as she was reminding me of these other things that were on my plate that I'd forgotten about, I clearly knew that I needed to choose to say no. I needed to get over of the FOMO, the fear of missing out. And I also needed to get over my OCD, obsessive comparison disorder, where I'm comparing myself to these other ladies that are just go-getters and doing everything. That's not where I am. So talk to one of your uppers. And then I would encourage you to write out just to yourself, maybe in a journal or on a sheet of paper. And I would just put at the top what I am going to choose to do and what I'm going to choose not to do. Two columns, write it out. For me, when I write things out and I see them, it becomes so much clearer. And it's almost like speaking it out. It comes to life because when I stay in my head, things don't seem like a big deal. But when I write them out and talk them out, suddenly I can see things really clearly. So after you've made your list, maybe you know what you're going to choose to say no to. And so if you're going to choose to say no to something, talk to that upper, that accountability buddy, and tell them what you're saying no to and when you're saying no to it. Years ago, I was debating an opportunity, and I knew in my head I was going to choose to say no to it, but I was delaying the conversation. And I can't tell you how many hours I spent overthinking it in my head when my head could have been focused on more positive stuff, but it was just me delaying. So get with your accountability buddy, talk about what you're choosing to say no to and when you're going to say no, make that commitment. Now, I want to encourage you that no for now does not mean no forever. Years ago, I had an incredible opportunity with the Food Network, and it was to be on one of their shows. I'd already been on one show. They wanted me to consider another show, but it was seven weeks in New York filming with only once a week supervised Skype visits with my husband and my, at the time, two-year-old son. Oh, but it was such a good opportunity. I mean, it was many things that I had dreamt of for years and years and years. But I chose to say no because 
being with my family, being a good wife and mom is one of my core values. And that is going to trump television any day. It was a really tough decision. But what I have seen is Psalms 37.4. That scripture says, delight yourself in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. And two things that I've seen come true out of that version. Number one, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, that means that his will, his ways, his win, those are our heart's desires. And so through delighting myself in him, actually, the desire for television diminished. Not that I don't still have some fleeting dreams, but my dreams and my delights and my heart's desires have changed. The Lord did that. But I've also seen that when we lay those things down, we humble ourselves and our desires before the Lord, that in time, he will lift us up. Now, I'm not saying I'm going back to television, although Jesus, if you want to do that, I'm ready. But I'm saying that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, when we choose to say no for now, that doesn't mean no forever. So what is something that maybe you need to lay down for now? Not forever, but just for now. Years ago, I met one of the most talented uh, childhood singers I've ever met. This gal is just innately talented, but she works hard. She's got incredible stage presence, um, but she had a debilitating illness. And as much as she wanted to pursue a career in singing, it wasn't her time. And she tried and tried and tried. We tried to work together, but it just wasn't her time. But I believe at some point she's going to be at a much better place and we will come together again. No for now doesn't mean no forever. Now, there may be some of you like me who have gotten yourself in a little bit of an uncomfortable situation. And this isn't a comfortably uncomfortable situation. This is just a downright uncomfortable situation. You said yes, when really you wish you had chosen to say no. Well, here's where that gets tricky. Matthew 5.37 says, Above all else, let your yes be yes and your no be no. I take that as choosing to follow through with a commitment. Now, if you are like me and you've really overcommitted and truly you need to choose to say no to a couple of things, renegotiate your commitment so that you can have a better life, here's how I would suggest doing that. Go to the person that you've committed to and humble yourself. Hey, so-and-so, I know I committed to heading up this event. However, I am finding myself not doing well at honoring 
prior commitments. For instance, commitment to be a good wife and mom, commitment to get my work done for my clients. Just lay those things out there. And so I am here to humbly ask if I can renegotiate my commitment. And what that might look like is, can I see if I could find someone else to take on my role? And or maybe you have an idea of someone who might want this role. Um, If you cannot find someone, I'm not going to leave you high and dry. I will honor my commitment. However, I need help in these areas. I know that by putting ourselves out there, humbling ourselves and saying we're choosing not to do something the way that we had initially thought, I realize that's hard. That requires vulnerability. That requires humility. But what I have found is truly when we humble ourselves before the Lord, and sometimes that looks like before another human being. In due time, he will lift us up. What I have seen not work well is when we don't actually try to renegotiate our commitment, we try to do it all and then balls are dropped or you're trying to keep the plates spinning and plates break. And then you look worse than if you had said no in the beginning. Do not get to that point. Choose to renegotiate your commitment. Choose to lean in and have tough conversations so that you can get closer to that person that you were created to be. Today, as we've been talking about our nose defining us, I have been relating this to activities and choosing what activities to say no to. But this also applies to friends, to what we choose to put in our bodies. Drugs, alcohol, food, what we choose to do with our time. Do we choose to stay on our phones while our kids are watching TV? Or do we choose to take them outside so that we're all active? If you recall from weeks ago, we talked about how small things consistently over time lead to big change. So what are some of those small things that you can choose to say no to so that you have more time to say yes to God's best? If you like what you're hearing, please share this with a friend and follow me at Real Janae Hill on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.